All right, let's do this. Show number 25, I believe, 25 of 30 of season number one of the Terry James Podcart Show, Pod Show, Cart, Cast. Yeah. Okay, uh, hold on. What was that noise? Did you guys hear that? Did you hear that? I don't know. I was just looking outside. I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry to waste your time right now. Show number 25. Welcome to the show. Good to see you guys. Hope everything's going good. I had an earthquake here not that long ago, a couple nights ago, which is, I've been through many earthquakes living in Southern California. I mean, I don't even know how many I've been in. Anybody who's lived in California, you know what I'm talking about. You've been through them all. They have them here in the Pacific Northwest too, but very rarely. I think I've been through maybe two here, and we had one the other night, which is a different feeling. It wasn't a big one. But it was a different feeling being a high rise. A high rise starts to feel it all. You start to sway a little bit and Sherry gets very scared. And it makes me feel very sad for her because uh, I want to just yell at her. It's okay. Things are going to be fine. Quit being a pussy. And Until all of a sudden the building comes down on your head. So I, I, I need to learn to be a little more uh, understanding of her rightfully so fears. Anyway, I'd like to I'd like to dedicate this show today to Dua Lipa. That's all I needed to say. Just Dua Lipa. Damn. Dua Dua damn Lipa. Anyway, so I get a lot of <laughs> I'm sorry. I went to a fantasy zone. I went to a place in my head that had glitter and latex and bad stripper stuff. All kind of, I, I I went to a place, okay? Leave me alone. I still have blood flow to my penis. Got it? Okay, here we go. I, I'm excited about today's show. And like I said, this is uh, show number 25 of season number one. Season number two of the Terry James Show, which is still a working title. I still think I'd like to have a, a, a real title for the show. But right now it is what it is. You know, I'm still trying to figure things out. Right now I've really enjoyed this first season for a, a number of reasons. One of them is I'm learning how to do a show on my own. I've been doing radio and everything with an ensemble cast and even the podcast with my wife, Sherry, for a long time. And it's easy to do when you have somebody else to, to bail you out a little bit. So this is a little awkward to me, but I'm really enjoying it. I think it's making me, believe it or not, a better host on the Lexa Terry show, which God knows I need to be. So uh, there's a lot of pluses to this. So I'm really enjoying this. But season number two, I plan on streaming two shows a week. And I don't know how long they're going to be. I know that there are some of them will have guests. Some of them won't. Um, some of them will be shorter. Some of them will be longer. There's no rules. It's not like I'm being paid by anybody. It's not like I've got a corporate entity coming down on me going, you know, you need to deliver this. But I want to do live streaming shows where I can take your phone calls and I'm working. It's going to take me all the way up until January to figure this crap out. But I'm doing my best to figure it out. I am not the best technologically speaking but I have to give it to myself. I'm patting myself on the back for stepping through some fears and getting this done. So I'm really excited about it. It's going to be a lot of F-ups, but I have some ideas for regular segments 
and everything else. But right now, this is kind of a therapy session is what this has basically turned into. And speaking of that, I posted something on social media the other day, and I don't even know if it was Twitter or X or maybe Instagram. And all I did was I was just thinking out loud, much like this podcast is. I'm just thinking out loud. I was thinking that, uh, think, just thinking about everybody who's working really hard, who's trying to get things going, who's trying to live their dream, who's, you know, who's just maybe in a stale relationship and it's, you're doing all you can, you know, you're doing, you're being the best boyfriend or the best girlfriend you can, and it's just not paying off yet. It's all going to pay off one way or another. And I posted that. And it got a big response, and it's absolutely true. Not just professionally or whatever. You've got to know that whatever you're doing right now, whatever you're struggling with, career-wise, relationship-wise, health-wise, I truly believe that it is all going to pay off. That doesn't mean it's going to be a windfall of money or anything like that. At the very least, at the very least, you're going to learn how tough you are. You're going to learn a lot about yourself you're going to uh, learn how to fail gracefully. I don't even want to call it failure. I, I really hate that word, but God knows I use it all the time because I fail a lot. <laughs> anyway, I, uh, I just really want you to know that I really think that whatever you're struggling with right now, there's going to be a silver lining somewhere. It could be something huge. Maybe your company will finally take off or your idea will blow up into something or or whatever, but chances are, and the odds are, it's just going to be minute what you're going to learn from it, but you are going to learn from it, and you are going to be a better person because of it, okay? What else? Speaking of that, I got some, uh, I got some, what's it called? Uh, smoke blown up my ass today. We have been going through some changes. I, I don't want to give away too much. Let's just say professionally, had a conversation with somebody who is in partnership with, and there's many people in partnership with the Lexa Terry show. We've got all kinds of partners out there, advertising sellers. We've got syndication sellers. We've got uh, all, all kinds of different things out there, but I got some of the smoke blown up my ass today and it really felt good. Even if it's just smoke being blown up my ass, somebody telling me what I want to hear, at least I had that feeling again. It's been a long time since I've had smoke blown up my ass. So there you go. All right, let's get things going. I'm wasting your time, aren't I? It is time now to get into the podcast. I have written down right here. Whoa. What we have on today's show. On today's show. Uh, where do I want to talk about? Uh, this isn't even it. This isn't even it. Stay with me. I'm just going to move this screen and see what I've got. Okay, here we go. Soulmates. We're going to talk about soulmates just out of the box. We're going to get into that. And if you think that there's a soulmate out there for you, good luck. You know, good luck. But what uh, the information I do have for you, hopefully will give you hope and a little more perspective on what soulmates to me truly are. Plus, uh, let's see here. Do you stick around too long in your job? Do you stick around too long in your relationships? Do you stick along too long in your investments? 
Man, I always thought there was an art that people had to be able to get out of things at the right time, at the nick of time. I figured out exactly what it is. Finally, at the ripe old age of 95, I figured out what it is. I'm going to share that with you coming up here soon. And there you go. What else? What else is there? Oh, we take a phone call. You can leave phone calls here if you want to go to my website, terryjames.com. On the bottom part of the right-hand page, uh, you've got a little microphone icon. You can do it on your mobile. You can do it on whatever. It's going to be there for you. You could just leave a message much like this guy did, and we'll be getting to that as well. All right, let's get things rocking. All right, let me have a little drink of water before we get into this thing about soulmates. Just a little warning, little heads up. You may want to nap before I talk about this one. Hold on, I'll be right with you. Hang on. All right. Sorry for anybody that had to hear that in their ears. I know you ASMR people like to masturbate to be drinking water. Anyway, guys, no, seriously. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. If there's one thing that Sherry and I get asked a lot about, because we have been married going on 31 years, it'll be 31 years coming up in May. Uh, I don't know why I'm already ahead of that. It's not even 2024 yet, but it will be 31 years. We get asked a lot about, and I don't understand the term so much, soulmates. I've always kind of wanted a soulmate, you know? You always think about it. It's nice to think about what a soulmate could be for you. And everybody has their own definition of what a soulmate is. So maybe you have a soulmate. Maybe I have a soulmate. There's times when I sure feel like I have one. But then there are times when I feel like I have anything but a soulmate. I just think that's what relationships are. It's a lot of work to keep them together. It's a lot of desire. You want to have to desire to, to be in a relationship like that. Now, it's comforting to think about that there might be somebody out there for you, especially if you're single right now or if you're going through something or you're in a hell of a crappy relationship and you're just visualizing the day that you finally get the balls to leave that person and that new person that's going to come into your life that's going to be absolutely the most perfect thing in the world. All your prayers are going to be answered. You're going to see right on everything. You're going to make great investments. You're going to, everything's just going to align perfectly. That's not, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. But you could have a majority of it. There's no doubt about it. What I desire the most, and I also desire this in my friendships, is to experience and that's not all the time. I mean, 24-7, this would be tough. It would be debilitating to 24-7 to experience a deep connection with somebody. I love having deep connections with friends. I love having them with Sherry. I love having those moments where we sit on the couch, we look at each other, and we, we know what each other's thinking. We know what each other's feeling at that time. And those moments don't go by me unnoticed. I, I, I'm a guy who feels, I feel a lot. So I really enjoy those moments and having a deep connection with your wife or your loved ones, or even a friend. If you're going out to eat or something, you have a really beautiful conversation 
and the conversation just goes to a place where both of you are, are learning from it. Both of you are getting motivation. Both of you are getting something out of this conversation. To me, that's a soulmate experience. It's fantastic. It is a, a great thing. But if you think that you're going to find that person, you're going to be in that level the whole time. First of all, that's exhausting. And it's also very unrealistic. I do, like I said, I want to consider that Sherry is my soulmate, although we don't speak those in terms like that. We've never really talked about that. Everybody around us has. Well, you've been together for 31 years. You guys must be soulmates. We don't know what we're doing when it comes to being in a relationship. We really don't. There's always going to be rough patches where you, uh, and great patches, like I said, where you just have those feelings together where, man, I'm making a deep connection with this person. This is my soulmate. And then there's things that you find yourself doing some not so soulmate actions, an argument, just saying something you really regret. And well, I've been there too. I've been there too. It's not a fun feeling. And when you go, you go, go, why, why would I do that? That's not a soulmatey thing, you know? The bottom line is I don't think you want to throw out the baby with the bathwater. And where did that saying come from? <laughs> Somebody literally must have thrown a baby out with the bathwater. It had to have happened, don't you think? Anyway, you don't want to do that. You don't want to throw away anything that's possible. You don't want to throw away your dreams. You don't want to throw away your visions of what you think a soulmate is. You don't want to throw away your hope above all. You don't want to throw away your hope. I think the only way that you could have that soulmate in your life, it doesn't matter who you are. I think the only way that you're going to have that experience, if that is what you want, is to do some really deep soul searching. And the only way to find a soulmate is to be one yourself. That means you got to give yourself to them. 100%. You got to love hard. You got to love without fear. And that's a good feeling to have as well. And I think I have that. I think I, uh, I love Sherry real hard. And I, I do have certain fears. You know, sometimes those fears come in where, oh, well, I hope we make it. Or I hope one of us doesn't die yet. Or I hope all those types of fears come in. And I also have the feeling sometimes where, man, I rely on her too much. What would I do? What would I do without this person? I know that we are one. I know is Sherry and Terry coming? Is Terry and Sherry going to be there? Invite Terry and Sherry. Invite Sherry and Terry. I mean, our names are interchangeable. They even sound alike. But don't be afraid to love hard. The only thing that's going to happen if it doesn't work out is you're going to learn a lesson. It's going to hurt, you know, to, to love hard and have it thrown back in your face. It's, it's not going to be a pretty feeling, but don't be afraid to do it. Don't be afraid to love hard. Don't be afraid of any of it at all. But the only way to find out and the only way to find a soulmate is to be one yourself. Are you somebody who stays around too long? 
I know that I've been guilty of this so many times. And by this, I mean, maybe you're staying at the party too long. Maybe you're, you know, you're at a party or a concert or an event or something like that. It's got a vibe. It's got a feeling like, oh man, some shit's about to go down. This is going to be tough. I should get out of here. But you don't leave. Next thing you know, you're in the middle of it and you're arrested for some reason. Or maybe you're in a job, a dead-end job, and you're just hanging on to dear life and you're afraid to take that move to maybe go out into business for yourself or to go look for another job or whatever it is. A lot of people stay in jobs way too long. I, I always thought that I would be out of this job that I'm currently doing, the Lexitary job. Uh, I thought that this thing would only last about, you know, five years, hopefully 10. That would have been fantastic. Here we go on, on 30 years. And I've enjoyed every second of it, but there's a part of me that says, did I stay too long? Did I pass up some other golden opportunities, not only just to make money, but to expand my life a little bit? No matter how much I love that job, did I just stay in the comfort zone a little too long? Same thing happens with relationships, especially relationships. A lot of people stay in relationships way longer than they need to. I mean, way longer. I hear it all the time. People so upset. Well, I invested three or four years in this person, so I just don't want to give up yet. Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. Staying in a bad relationship or a bad friendship or a bad job or staying at a party too long or at a ball game too long, there's an art to it. Or even investing, which I'll get to here in a second. It seems like... Some people are so good at it. Like they have a knack for just making the money. They, they got out of a, a real estate deal just in the nip, nick of time. They got out of a relationship just before something happened. A lot of people seem to have that golden touch. It's not. It's not a golden touch. It is by plan. These people are fantastic. When I've done a lot of study, a lot of research on this. The reason why people are able to move forward in certain things, because at some point they finally decide that they are no longer going to be emotionally attached to something, especially a job. You know, I got friends here. I got this. I got a relationship. God knows, you're emotionally attached like I talked about a second ago. You've you've done some time investing. Oh, it's their birthday's about to come up. Oh, I just bought them a, you know, there's all this stuff, that, but there's no need to stay in these relationships. It's not embarrassing to want to better yourself. You are not going to be considered a loser if you get out of a bad relationship, no matter if you've had a bunch of bad relationships. I know some people who seem to be not extremely happy in their relationships, but who am I to judge? I don't know, but just on the outside, it seems like they're hanging on just because they don't want the embarrassment of giving back the wedding gift, or they don't want that type of embarrassment. So what are you gonna do? You're gonna ruin the rest of your life by staying in something much longer than you need to be. The key is to life in certain things and in happiness is knowing when to leave. Like I said, some people make it look like they're just lucky, but they are not. 
Let's go ahead. I was going to tell you that I said I was going to say something about investing. And to me, it's so apparent in investing. And this is where I have personal experience, uh, but not on the positive end. I've always lived in a place, if you're watching on YouTube right now, you can see I've got the window open. It's kind of raining outside right now, but I live in a downtown area. I enjoy this lifestyle at this point in my life. There may be a point in my life that I change my mind, that I want to live in a more quiet place, less, you know, chaos around me. But right now, I love the energy. I love being close to the ballparks. I love being close to concerts and fantastic restaurants that I could just walk to. This is an emotional attachment I have to where I live. And Sherry and I have always had that. We've always enjoyed the homes that we got. And there's nothing wrong with that. But we've never looked at it as, oh boy, it's just an investment. We got to get out of here. And the people that do well financially are the ones, especially when it comes to real estate, are the ones that just have no emotional attachment to it. Ah, this served me a great purpose. I had a great time here. Time to get out. The getting is good. It's time to leave. You know, the taxes are going. Our HOA dues are going high. Uh, certain areas of downtown are getting bad. I'm, I'm just making up, you know, real reasons why people should get out of things that they stay way too long in. And if you take it from an investment standpoint, because I think that's where it hurts the most. We could all get over a broken heart, but losing a lot of money, whoo! I mean, we got our ass handed to us when we moved from Dallas. I mean, our ass handed to us. If I did not get my ass handed to me financially when I left Dallas the way it did in the 2008 when everybody was getting killed in the real estate, I probably would have enough to retire right now. And that's a sobering feeling. And it should be one that I've learned my lesson in. And Sherry and I are trying to right now to figure out what's next for us when it comes to real estate and investing. Know when to get out of your, your, um, you know, your 401ks and your this and your that. You gotta be informed, but you can't be emotionally attached to, I hate to say it, to anything. The only person you should be emotionally attached to is yourself. Honoring yourself, doing what's right for you without coming off as looking like a crazy, selfish person. So I'm working on it. I'm working on it. At some point, this view and this studio and all this, I have a feeling is, is not going to be here because we are thinking about getting out because the HOA dues are just way too much money. I'm not saving any money. But that's not your problem. That's my problem. It's not even a problem. It's something I could easily have fixed a long time ago. There was a time that somebody offered us cash for this, this place. We weren't even showing up. They wanted to live in this building, and they wanted the top floor, and they wanted this and that, and they offered us cash money. And I, this is when I just moved here to, to do the radio. I just invested all this money to be able to do the Lexiteri show from here. And by all this money, I mean equipment and lines and engineers coming in and this and that, the other thing. And I was like, there's no way. I don't want to go through that again. I easily should have said, you know what? Don't be such a pussy. Don't be so lazy. Take their money. And I would have been much further ahead. Knowing when to leave, 
knowing when to get out of anything, knowing when to leave the party, knowing when to leave that job, knowing when to leave a relationship. That's the key, guys. By the way, I always forget to mention this, that if you want to contact the show via your voice, if you'd like to be on the show, you have a question, until we get to season number two. Now, season number two, it's going to be a hopefully a whole different game. My plan is to be able to take phone calls live from you guys while I stream the show live a couple times a week. Should be a lot of fun. But until then, if you go to terryjames.com, on your laptop, or you could do it on your cell phone. There's a little icon in the lower right-hand part of the page. It's a little microphone. If you click on that, and you can leave a message. It's a simple uh, way to get through to the show, and I'd love to answer it. I'd love to hear you are on the show as well, just like uh, Peyton has done here. Let's go ahead and do this right now. Hey, Terry, big fan of the Lex and Terry show, Terry James Live, and Gang of Two podcast. Uh, longtime fan here. Thank you. Say, I was wondering, as a freshly out-of-college guy that's just kind of starting his career, I was wondering if maybe you could talk about, you know, managing the ups and downs of, you know, getting through that first kind of job or gig that you have, um, you know, keeping a positive mindset with that, as well as just uh, maybe some basic tips and tricks or, you know, past experiences that you've had where, You've learned how to not only stay positive, but, you know, maintain a, a decent financial income or maintain being financially stable. Uh, you know, that's one thing that I think I've struggled with uh, kind of in the past year is just trying to grow my net worth rather than it stay the same. I was wondering if you had any prior experience or tips that you might be able to share. Appreciate it again. Boy. Love the show. All right. Well, thank you so much. I got a lot to say about this. <laughs> Oh, boy, but I don't know how much of it is, is really true. I, I'm just like you. I'm just trying to get through it all the time. I'm just trying to make good decisions. I've made some really shitty decisions. I've made some good decisions, which I never chalk up to as a good decision. I chalk the good decisions up to luck for some reason, when chances are it really wasn't. I really have done some research and whatnot to try to make some really good decisions. First of all, Peyton, First part of your questions, the ups and downs after graduating college, getting ready to start a career. And there, trust me, there will be a lot of ups and downs only because you don't know exactly what you really want yet. I know you think you do, and hopefully you're right about that. But the best way to handle the ups and downs is to know that there are going to be ups and downs and do not fear those ups and downs. Do not fear change whatsoever. One of the biggest mistakes that I think that I've made in my life, and it's really hard to call it a mistake because look at, I mean, I, I live in a beautiful place. I have a little bit of dough behind me. I'm doing what I love. I've done it for uh, my entire life. I, I consider myself very grateful and very lucky. That being said, there's a little sliver behind my uh, the back of my head here that says what if what if you would have taken some chances when you were around the stage of the career that you're at uh Peyton I I'm just here to tell you that do not be afraid of change do not be afraid to take some chances do not be afraid to take a job 
that last three weeks where you go, ah, this sucks. Don't be afraid to do any of that. And I know that your ultimate goal here is the financial part, which we're going to get to in a second. But it's a, it's a juggling act. It's very hard to create wealth without taking chances. And by chances, I don't mean going down and betting on your favorite team. I don't mean throwing all your money in on something and, you know, willy-nilly. You got to take educated risks, educated chances. I don't know what those are going to be for you. They could be uh, to move somewhere where you think, well, this isn't going to further my career, or you end up getting married to somebody, or you end up doing that. I mean, your whole life is going to change. I'm so excited for you, Peyton. I cannot tell you how excited I am for you. It's a great position to be in. So you need to look at the ups and downs as not ups and downs. It's excitement. This is the time of your life right now that you're going to look back at romantically and say, man, that was fun. Then I was making some, uh, no money. I was doing this and doing that. And I made a couple of bad decisions, but you're going to look back back at this time in your life as a very romantic time. So take advantage of all of that, knowing that there's going to be ups and downs. If, if I'm telling you, if there's no ups and downs, you're going nowhere. You're really going nowhere. You're just going to be stagnant. You're going to stay in the same job forever, which is fantastic. A lot of people are very good at that. A lot of people, that is their goal, to be the company guy or girl and to sit there and and do that for years and all that. I've been lucky because I've been able to do this job that I love for years, but most people don't have that luxury. Most people don't get to say that. Some people just do the nine to five thing, get their insurance, get the thing, and there's nothing wrong with that at all. Are you, do you fit into that camp or do you fit into the camp of, I want to see how far I could stretch this. I want to see what I can learn. I want to see who I am. I want to see if I can recover from some of these downs. I want to see if I can celebrate the ups, but I'm here to tell you right now, celebrate your ups, but don't, don't take Don't make a big deal out of the ups or the downs at this stage in your career. They're going to be there. Don't be afraid of change. Don't be afraid to see what's behind this other door and where it's going to take you. Okay. That is the one bit of advice that I will give you on that. Financially, that's a whole other thing. I am not super great with finances. I don't know all the ins and outs and the terms and things like that. I just know that I, I wish I had more money like anybody else. But I also have been around people that have made some good money in their life and made some very bad decisions. And they got nobody, nobody to blame but themselves. But I, even though you feel sorry for them, they really have nobody to blame but themselves. It's tough. It's tough to see somebody make these bad decisions, but financially I got lucky because Sherry is a banker and she's explained things to me, but I have questions. I do have questions. I need to know what's going on uh, and all that. So uh, I think that when it comes to saving money, and this is going to be completely contradictory to what I said in the very first part of this, When you are in this phase of getting out of college and trying new things, like I said, it's very exciting and you're probably going to make some bad decisions financially, but don't be afraid to make the boring decisions when it comes to finances. 
Do not be afraid to say, hey, we can't go on vacation this year because we just didn't save enough money. Don't be afraid to tell your friends, uh, you know what? I, I know you guys are going to dinner tonight. Have a great dinner. I got something else to do. Don't be afraid to make those decisions if you don't have the money. If you don't feel like you want to spend that money, because I'm here to tell you, every cent you have right now, you're going to wish you had later on in life. When you get to be my age, you're going to wish you weren't so generous sometimes to others. You're going to wish that you didn't spend so much money on that vacation to Paris. You're going to wish this and that. And I don't want to feel that way because I want to live. I want to have experiences. My whole job, and this is the way I justify this, my whole job and my whole life is about having experiences. That doesn't mean traveling off to foreign lands all the time, but experiences as far as trying something different to eat, um, having a different a friend that uh, you don't necessarily understand and have a good conversation with them, things like that. My whole life is about stories. It's about collecting ideas and then living them out. That's what I've chosen to be. Now, if you've chosen to be something like that, then you're going to want to save money for experiences because experiences help you grow. I, I know a lot of people that have stayed in their same neighborhood that they went to high school in. I mean, just miles away. In some cases, not even that. Some cases in the same home. I don't know how they do that. They are a better person than I am. I could not be that person. So, okay, to recap, don't be afraid to take chances <laughs> with your career at this stage in your life. Financially, don't take chances. <laughs> if, that, if that makes sense. Thanks a lot, Terry, for your help. You really clarified all that. No, really, don't be afraid to make the uh, boring decisions when it comes to finances. You, uh, to having a little bit of money to last a certain, and, and treat yourself like a business. In our business, we try to have as much money in the reserves for like three months or six months or whatever it is. If things go all hell, all hell breaks loose. You need that in your, your life as well. Let's just say you lose your job and everything else. You want to be able to have three to six months of savings to get by to where you're not all stressed out over it. So I'm excited for you, man. I really am excited for you. And I really do hope, I, I mean, I hope that helped out a little bit at least. Well, there you go. I hope you enjoyed number 25 of uh, season number one. Not too many shows left. It's going to bring us up all the way through the holidays. want to remind you guys, if you like this Wombat shirt, there's also one that says Wombat Power. You could go to terryjames.com and hit the merch thing and become an official wombat because a group of wombats is called a... Really should have done that by the end of the show, shouldn't I have? So uh, and all your money and all the proceeds go to a brand new studio and trying to turn this into something. I really want to hire people. I want to hire people within the community if I can. Uh, by the community, I mean you, all you, you wombats, all you people out there that are enjoying the show. I know you have other skills, uh, and maybe you want to be a part of this as it goes to the next level. And I, and I'm hoping that it, it goes to.
Hi, you've been Irish. Goodbye.